BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Next on The Ledger Report, the bottom up. This is the only way now to try and restore liberty, to try and restore the constitutional republic that the framers gave us. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. A time before Capel, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. Get to a happy new year. Obviously, we've got to keep fighting COVID. We talk about every day. We've seen a huge uptick. We all see it. Uh, The Omicron variant, uh, as advertised, and more. The speed and intensity of it. Now, thank God, so far, we're seeing cases are generally speaking mild, but we are not letting down our guard one bit. Stop tape. Here's the communist mayor, outgoing mayor, thank God, although the next guy is going to be just as bad, no doubt, of New York saying he's not going to let down his guard regarding Omicron, regarding the COVID. This is a Marxist speaking, this is Marxist pablum for I'm going to continue my iron grip on law-abiding, liberty-loving Americans, and I'm not going to loosen my grip. And what is the reason? What is the reason for sustaining COVID and the fear spreading throughout the people, the good people of New York and in certain major blue cities across this globe, uh, across this country, including Los Angeles and in, in Chicago as well? They have more to fear going down to the south side of Chicago from bullets flying than they do of COVID, yet the communist mayor there, of course, has everybody whipped up to him friendly, just like the communist governor in California has many portions of the nation's most populous state whipped up into a frenzy, people still running around wearing a mask. There's a mask mandate that still exists in Los Angeles County. Can't go to a restaurant now without some sort of proof of vaccination and booster. Same thing in New York. They're doubling down. Why are they doing this? Why are they continuing this farce? We know Omicron is nothing more than a cold. In fact, the symptoms are a cold. Yet here's the mayor of New York wringing his hands over Omicron. Not going to let this go. Not going to let down our guard. Going to continue to turn the screws on constitutional America in the nation's largest city, the most important city in the world, at least it used to be. Going to continue to attack liberty. Why? Why are they doing this? I'll explain in a moment. Roll tape. And the key is always vaccination. We want to keep promoting vaccination, deepening vaccination every way. We announced the boot. Stop tape. 
Vaccination. Why are they, they pushing the snake oil? They know, these Marxists know, that the tens of millions of Americans who have rejected the so-called vaccine, it's not a vaccine, it's an experimental medical device, it is experimental all the way. You don't want to call it a medical device, that's fine. But even the CDC labels it experimental, and so does the FDA. It's all experimental. Ask Fauci if the mainstream media were doing their jobs, they'd say, hey, Fauci, you're getting this thing out there to tens of millions of Americans, but it's experimental, is it not? If they wouldn't let them off the hook, the answer is yes. Fauci has really made a career out of not answering questions. But if you're good at your job, as a member of a, the so-called journalist clan, then you need to extract from Fauci, yes. Virtually everything we're doing with COVID has never been done before. mRNA is experimental. It's never been used in human beings before. It's, it's synthetic. So de Blasio and the governor of New York and the governor of California and the governor of Washington State and the governor of Oregon, they're continuing to push the vaccines. They know that we've hit a maximum here an equilibrium, if you will, in this country. Very few people are gonna go out and get the jab who haven't already. So we're at an impasse, they know it. So what are they doing? This doubling down, yes, it's creating two classes of people in this country, those who have been jabbed and those who haven't been jabbed. But why? This is a means to an end, what is the end? Why are they continuing to do this? Well, in the end, it always boils down to money and power. They're doing this because they want to harm as much as possible red-blooded Americans who are refusing the jab, most of whom support Donald Trump, most of whom support Republican principles, most of whom are registered Republicans, most of whom live in red states, most of whom support the United States Constitution and liberty. And so if they can do harm, either short-term harm or irreparable harm, to these people, lose their jobs, why are they pushing vaccine? Why is this nutcase mayor pushing this vaccine mandate in the city of New York in order to be employed? Roll tape. Booster incentive uh, back on Tuesday I'm very happy to say New Yorkers are responding. Almost 180,000 New Yorkers have gotten that booster just since Tuesday. 180,000 more, and you've got till the end. Stop tape. Let me answer my own question. And then I'll go to, the, well, let me go to this first. 180,000 getting $100 each, that's $18 million. $18 million, they're just handing it out. They know that they're, this is basically uh, nothing more than redistribution of wealth because of the same reason I just talked about. They know that these people who have been given the jab voted for Joe Biden. They are the sheeple. They are the ones running around with masks on. They're the ones who lined up, shut up, didn't question anything, got the jab. 
So they know, de Blasio knows that this $100, by and large, is going to people who support him and support Biden. It's a tax rebate without paying taxes. That's all it is. And so the mandates, the business mandates, are in place for this very reason. And the businesses that are going along with this, again, either support the radical agenda of, of Joe Biden and de Blasio and Newsom and the rest of them, or are completely off the constitutional rails because they don't see the big picture. And the big picture is to harm a certain class of Americans. And this class of Americans are the unvaccinated because they know, these politicians know, that the unvaccinated, by and large, are conservatives, are constitutionalists, are Trump supporters. That's why they're doing this. The reason they're sustaining the COVID farce is because of this thing called November 8th, 2022, and that's uh, election day. Why is de Blasio so happy here? Why is he not shutting down businesses? It's not just because he's mandated the vaccine, so-called, on these businesses. He's not shutting down businesses because it's very simple. Because Joe Biden is, not, is the president of the United States and Donald Trump is not. And so they've done irreparable harm to our economy, these politicians have. And they know it. And if they did more damage, if they tried this attack on the free market system again, they know that we would, may not be able to recover in our lifetime. In other words, our economy couldn't sustain another blow like they did in 2020. And that brings me to the mainstream media. None of this would be accomplished. They wouldn't be able to get away with this were it not for the complete, abject, relinquishing of the responsibility of the mainstream media to just do a little bit of homework, just a little bit of homework on various things that Fauci or de Blasio or Biden or whoever have to say. Oh, they'll research the hell out of DeSantis in Florida, but when Newsom says something, nope, it's gospel. In fact, I'm able to watch the news through an app in New York, don't live in New York, thank God, and in Los Angeles, don't live in Los Angeles, thank God, but I can watch their local news. I was watching the Los Angeles news, the CBS affiliate, Channel 2, and they were talking about the Rose Parade, how last year, 2021, last Rose Parade was canceled because of the pandemic. The prior Rose Parade was canceled because of the pandemic. No, it was not canceled because of the pandemic. It was canceled because of politicians. They canceled the Rose Parade. Completely counterintuitive. Yeah, you have groups of people gathered together. Could it be a super spreader event? Possibly. Is it outdoors? Yes. Is it usually sunny in Pasadena on January 1st? Yes. Is vitamin D good for combating this virus and any virus? Yes, yet they canceled it. So suddenly, this year it's okay, 
even with the Omicron variant out there rising and driving numbers up. Because they can't continue to attack the way they attacked in 2020 with the supreme goal of crushing the economy, harming tens of millions of Americans along the way, but with the ultimate goal of destroying Donald Trump's re-election chances, and they accomplished it. And all along the way, yeah, they stole liberty from millions and millions of Americans. CDC suddenly comes out and says, oh, you don't have to quarantine for 10 days, now five days plus a mask. <laughs> and the media just reports it. The media just regurgitates. Oh, suddenly the CDC has a new guidance on quarantine. It's five days now. Why? Why would they change that? What's the difference now versus a year ago? There is no difference. They're making it up as they go. And if the media did just a minuscule amount of homework on masks, they would know they do zero. Yet on that same LA station, I saw a five, six minute interview with a doctor, so-called in Los Angeles, telling us what kind of masks to buy. And these masks are better than others. I got a bulletin for Channel 2 in Los Angeles, okay? The Omicron variant, the virus of COVID itself, is made up of particles so small that they can permeate all mass. All mass, including the N95. Including those little Mickey Mouse masks you're wearing or the smiley face mask you're wearing. Or some people wear a leather mask. I see some women accessorized with masks. They have like little bling bling on their masks. All of those are junk. In fact, they're more than junk. They're destroying you, you morons. Oxygen deprivation. Ever heard of it? It's not good. And that's what a mask does. All right, so these are symptoms what we are living through right now are symptoms of a post-constitutional society. We are in a post-constitutional republic, whether we like it or not. The Constitution has been shredded, not 100%, but it has been tattered and attacked now for so many decades, this being the pinnacle. The attack on the First Amendment, the attack on liberty, the attack on religious liberty, closing churches, shutting down jobs, deeming who's essential, who's not essential, forcing people to wear a face covering, forcing people to get an experimental medical device jabbed into their bodies. Force, force, force. Clearly, the framers of the Constitution are spinning in their graves right now. So what do we do about it? In the end, it's bottom up. In the end, the only way we're going to fix this is a grassroots kind of approach. And this is why I've been harping on people getting involved in the local school systems. And this is one of the reasons why it's so important to be involved in local school boards. Because this is where the rubber meets the road. Sure, city councils and boards of supervisors get involved there as well. The Democrats have done this for decades now and they've had great success. So why reinvent the wheel? Do what they did. Get involved, run for school board, take over. Take back your country at the grassroots level. Yes, the federal government's doing a lot of damage. 
and we must deal with the federal government. But if we do what the Democrats did, we'll eventually have good people in federal government. Electing good people is not the only solution. We learned that in the election of Donald Trump. It's too big for one man. It's too big for 435 good men and women. We have got to activate. We have got to use the tools that the framers of the Constitution gave us. Above all, we have to teach the United States Constitution, and we have to teach the rule of law is paramount. The rule of law is embedded in the United States Constitution. It protects everything that we have, our God-given rights. So when you see these radical district attorneys attacking people's liberties by letting criminals out with no bail, or letting criminals out of jail early, or not prosecuting criminals. This is where the pushback has to be, and it has to be hard. Another thing we need to do, and I've talked about this before, is create a constitutional confederation of red states, good states. The red states have to stick and work together. This is crucial. This is crucial. That means that Florida has to stick with Mississippi, Mississippi has to stick with Texas. Texas has to stick with Arkansas. Arkansas has to stick with Kentucky. Kentucky has to stick with Iowa, on and on and on. And you form your own coalition. And by God, if you protect each other in this constitutional federation, confederation of states, we will protect people's liberty. And we will protect people's God-given constitutional rights. Don't vacation at Disneyland in California, vacation at Disney World, as much as you may hate Orlando, and there's a lot to hate about Orlando, vacation in Disney World, and by the way, I don't support Disney either. I think Disney's off the constitutional rails. But I'm just giving you an example here. Visit Dallas, visit Houston, Austin, hmm. It is in Texas, but there are problems with Austin. And certainly visit Florida, and certainly visit Mississippi, and Arkansas, and Georgia. I'm leaving out a bunch, I know, but you get the point. Don't spend your tax dollars in California, which will be sent straight to Newsom and company, so they can continue to attack people's liberty. And this attack on liberty oftentimes spills over beyond the borders of the state of California. Choke them to death. Choke those states to death. Pull businesses out. Do a Tesla. Don't support these states. Move to Arizona. Keep Arizona red. Arizona's on the tipping point. You know, it's nearing purple if it isn't already. These are all very important things that we can do, but we have to remember that we're not going to solve all this with one election. Yes, November 8th, 2022 is an important election and the 2024 presidential election, they're both important. But again, look to Donald Trump. He did a lot of great things, a lot of great things. But in the end, it was the swamp that consumed Donald Trump. And so we have these tools at our disposable, disposal, and, and we must use them. It's a, a bottom-up effort 
to put this republic back on the constitutional rails. And remember one last thing. i got to go to the break. We're talking with Roger Stone in just a couple minutes here. You are the media now. You are the mainstream media. They have completely abdicated their role as safekeepers, if you will, of the First Amendment, that portion of the First Amendment. Completely abdicated their role. Here's a report out of the Associated Press. The headline is absolutely bizarre. The headline reads, Flu is making a comeback in the U.S. after an unusual year off. Now, if this genius at the Associated Press, this Carla Johnson is the author, Carla Johnson, a year off of the flu? <laughs> First of all, that's a mind-boggling, moronic statement. Flu doesn't take a year off. Flu doesn't go anywhere. Flu does what the flu wants to do. Flu didn't say, oh, COVID's there. We'll just take the year off. I mean, what kind of a moronic headline is that? And the rest of the story is the same. The flu, Carla, didn't take the year off. I'll tell you what happened, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Just ask the CDC. These PCR tests cannot, the ones that were used, they may have changed them by now. In July, the CDC sent out a bulletin to these PCR manufacturers. Hey, we need now a test that can differentiate between COVID and the flu. What? Yeah, Carla. It's on my website if you want to do a little research. You want to do a little bit of homework. The CDC demanded that by now, more or less, PCR tests differentiate between COVID and the flu. What does that tell you, Carla? Carla, are you listening? It tells you that the PCR test commingled the flu with COVID. So the COVID numbers are completely bogus. Take an average year of flu cases and subtract it out of the COVID. Take an average year of deaths from the flu and subtract it out of COVID. It's mind-boggling. You are the media. We are the media. And when you have this report, you share it among as many people as possible who will know the truth. And know that in Ventura, California, the nurses are coming forward, that they're being absolutely overwhelmed. This headline out of the Guardian, more uh, Ventura County nurses blow the whistle on overwhelming numbers of heart attacks, clotting, and strokes. They're being inundated at hospitals, not from Omicron, not from COVID, but from people who have had the jabs and the boosters and are now suffering heart attacks. Got to took a short break here, a one minute, very important message, and then we're going to talk with Roger Stone. Roll tape. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. 
Thank you for supporting my pillow, Relief Factor, and the Ledger Report. something else uh, from from the president's interview with with David. Uh, David asked uh, about uh, the vaccine, the lack of a vaccine requirement for air travel. There is no vaccine requirement for domestic air travel in the United States. Um, And and when the president was asked, should there be one, he said that his team has has said it's not necessary uh, at this point. Do do you agree with that, 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 that there shouldn't be a vaccine requirement for domestic air travel? Well, it depends on what you want to use it for. I mean, vaccine requirements for people coming in from other countries is to prevent newly infected people from getting into the country. A vaccine requirement for a person getting on the plane is just another level of getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. Namely, you can't get on a plane unless you're vaccinated, which is just another one of the ways of getting requirements, whatever that might be. So, I mean, anything that could get um, people more vaccinated would be welcome. Just curious if Dr. Fauci cares about the United States Constitution at all and the principles behind the founding document. The framers of the Constitution knew that mobility, travel was crucial, tantamount to freedom and liberty and part of our constitutional bedrock rights. So when you apply a so-called vaccine mandate in order for you to travel within this republic, then you're violating the very bedrock foundation of the constitutional rights supposedly protected in the United States Constitution, but Fauci doesn't care. The question is, can we recover from all of this damage? Are we past a point of no return as a republic? Joining me now, from somewhere in Florida is uh, Roger Stone, the uh, uh, incomparable uh, political consultant, among other things. Roger, I, I ask you, you know, you, you don't have Reagan tattooed uh, on your back, you have Nixon, but you knew Reagan and he gave us many years ago, many decades ago, a time for choosing. Do you believe now, I don't know, 50, 60 years from that speech, a time for choosing, that the American people have chosen to forego liberty overall, or are we at a point where we can put this back on the constitutional rails? Well, I am a, a Reagan Republican, having worked in three Reagan presidential campaigns. And I think Reagan's greatest single quality was optimism. I'm still optimistic that America can be saved. It's not complicated. It's not easy. Uh, it is somewhat complicated, but it can be done. I think first and foremost uh, is the problem that for the first time in the history of our country, all mass communications is controlled and censored. We've never seen that before, whether it is network television, cable television, corporately owned radio, uh, all print media, newspaper and magazines, the most heavily trafficked areas of the Internet. So we have to establish platforms on the Internet and give us a beachhead for freedom. It's possible to build a platform technologically that's virtually impossible to deplatform. And then by the ownership of the application, whether it's a news site or a web hosting site or a, a fundraising site or, or a crowdfunding site, uh, but you could avoid censorship by virtue of ownership. We have to have that communication to move to step two, which is to say we must demand clean, fair, honest, transparent elections. 
And we have to galvanize the American people to demand that. In Pennsylvania, if the Supreme Court comes down and rules in favor of mail-in ballots, well, then the citizens there need to pass a constitutional amendment that outlaws mail-in ballots, which are, by the way, clearly unconstitutional under their constitution. Step three, we got a clean house in the Republican Party. The gutless, feckless, weak-kneed, lily-livered, white wine-swelling, country club-belonging establishment Republicans who are only in party to line their pockets and the pockets of their friends have to go in top to bottom Republican primaries. And then lastly, in 2024, we have to nominate a candidate who embodies the America first agenda. I think we're going to take back the Congress in 2022. I think we can take back the White House in 2024. But first and foremost, we have to solve the communications problem. That's the key to victory, Graham. You, you hit one of the uh, very important hot button issues that I talk about ad nauseum, and that is we are the media now, Roger. We have to, it's clear that the mainstream media has abdicated its First Amendment role. We are the media, you and me, everybody who cares about the Constitution and the truth. We have to continue to fight to get the word out there, and there are platforms um, to do that. And, and also what you touched on, I think is very important, is this bottom-up effort that people need to get involved locally and work their way up from the bottom to the top, and the issues will permeate in that direction uh, as well. The Democrats have done it, Roger, and it's worked pretty well. Well, speaking as someone who's banned for life on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, uh, yes, I've moved very aggressively into conservative alternative social media. Those platforms need to expand because we have to be able to talk to each other as well as everyone else. That's the absolute key is communications. Otherwise, you get one narrative. It is the establishment narrative. It is rarely true, whether it's about election integrity, whether it's about COVID-19, regardless of what it's about, there's only one fake narrative out there. And we have to have platforms in which the truth can be broadcasted. You know, uh, one of the tools the framers of the Constitution gave us is an Article 5 Convention of the States. It's something I have promoted. It seems to be somewhat stalled, at, stuck at somewhere around 14 states. Uh, we need uh, uh, two-thirds the states um, to qualify to begin this process and three-quarters of the states if we want to have a constitutional amendment to make sure that we have bona fide, valid, and pristine elections, which I would recommend. We could also get term limits. We could, which could change, overhaul Congress uh, overnight. One and you're done is, is my favorite, balanced budget, whatever. You pick your favorite. But the problem is right now we have a corrupt government at the federal level. We have many state governments that are corrupt as well. Look at California. But at the federal level, we have a corrupt government in the United States Congress. For example, this January 6th uh, commission that's going after completely innocent Americans devoid of any involvement whatsoever in January 6th, yet they are attacking people like you, Roger, who now have to mount another defense following Robert Mueller, and, and, the, and the legal bills continue to mount. It's absolutely true, Graham. Let me be very clear. Any claim, assertion, or even implication that I knew about or was involved in any way in the illegal actions of January 6th is categorically false. There is no evidence or witness to the contrary. Wasn't there on the ellipse, wasn't marching to the Capitol, wasn't at the Capitol. Literally know nothing about it. 
But last week I was called before the committee and I was forced to invoke my Fifth Amendment rights, not because I've done anything wrong, not because I know anything, but because I have firsthand experience with the Democrats' ability to fabricate perjury charges against you regarding statements that are innocuous, immaterial, or irrelevant. No, I'm not going down that road again. Been there, done that. I even have the T-shirt. The T-shirt says Roger Stone did nothing wrong. So uh, it, it is a travesty, yet there's no interest in finding out the truth about January 6th, why the Speaker did not uh, call out the National Guard, as the President offered, uh, why there are clearly FBI informants in the crowd exhorting people to violence uh, and to breaking and entering. Uh, many, many unanswered questions. Uh, but it's witch hunt 3.0. You're right about that, Graham. You know, and, and now we just learned they're going to issue uh, the final report somewhere around fall of 2022, just in time for a little bit of fodder for the mainstream media to chew on as we head into uh, 2022 and, of course, 2024. But in the end, Roger, we got to fix 2020, as you mentioned. We have to figure out where the problems are. And these individual states are the key here. This is what the Constitution prescribes in Article One and Article Two. And that is the state legislatures. This is their job to clean things up. You mentioned Pennsylvania. There's also Arizona. They're trying to fix it in Arizona. I don't know what they're doing in Georgia right now. Wisconsin has a problem. Michigan has a problem. And we have these Marxists now trying to sustain COVID and continue this fear mongering. So what they can do, Roger, it's pretty clear to me, they can continue to do this mail-in ballot fraud so they can steal more elections straight on into 2022, and they're going to try and continue it, I bet you, into 2024. That's why we have to move aggressively into the states and outlaw mail-in ballots. Uh, if it can't be done through the legislature because they're recalcitrant, then we have to do it by state constitutional amendment where the people are in control. Uh, I think that's what's going to end up happening in Pennsylvania, despite the fact that I think there's a favorable court case. I think the state Supreme Court will, in the end, overrule the lower courts, even though the Constitution is clear, they have, there's no provision for mail-in ballots. In fact, it's specifically prohibited in Pennsylvania. But I use that as an example. We need to do it in all of these swing states at a minimum to guarantee that our next elections are free and fair. Well, I love it that you're optimistic uh, because we need a little optimism now. Things are in pretty bad shape from a constitutional perspective. Um, in this country. So somebody like you who's been through hell and back over the last four or five years to be optimistic, um, that's a wonderful thing. And if folks want to help you out, I know there are avenues, there are ways besides fan mail. What can people do? Well, I still have, uh, unfortunately, six remaining harassment civil suits, all of which are unsubstantiated and groundless, plus the January 6th investigation. Folks can go to stonedefensefund.com. That's stonedefensefund.com. It's my legal defense fund. My legal bills between now and January 1st, which is just days away, will be another $150,000. So every, every dollar counts. Prayers are also most welcome. Uh, I'm living proof that Jesus Christ can do anything. I've seen four miracles in my own life. I'm hoping for one more. Absolutely. We need God more than ever. Uh, now, can people buy T-shirts on that website? Yeah, you can go to stonecoldtruth.com, go to the shop, or go to rogerstonestore.com, and you can get your iconic, and I know you have one, your iconic Roger Stone did nothing wrong T-shirt. Absolutely nothing wrong. Roger, thank you. 
keep up the great work and keep up the optimism. We, we need it uh, now more than ever. Thank you. Graham, thank you and God bless you. God bless. If you are a Christian or a, a Jew that happens to believe in the Old Testament, then you need to reject the so-called vaccines, the COVID so-called vaccines. Because aborted babies were used either in the development or the research of these things. And that is outlandish. And some of these aborted babies were kept alive post-abortion long enough to harvest organs. And I'm sorry if that makes you upset. It makes me upset. But this is the reality. And so you people who have gotten the jabs who agree with me, you need to step up now and say, you know what? I made a mistake. And I want to support those tens of millions of Americans who have had, not had the jab, the tens of millions of Americans who are saying no to getting this infused in their body, these shots that used aborted babies as part of the research or as part of their development. You made a mistake, okay? You did it for personal reasons. You want to go on a cruise. You want to go see grandma. You are grandma, whatever. You need to realize that we are in a moment in time where we all need to stick together. Libertarian, constitutionalist, even rhinos. I am holding my nose with rhinos even from time to time because we can't have the circular firing squad anymore. California, the Republican Party is off the rails. It is a complete and total, I can't say the term, I'll just say circular firing squad again. It's insanity. We need to stick together. And you people who have had the jab need to realize you made a mistake. Okay? You got suckered. Fine, we all get suckered. We all make mistakes. We are human. You need to realize that it is absolutely immoral to have anything to do with these so-called jabs. 100% immoral. And in the end, we only fix this republic if we choose God. We cannot fix this republic if we don't choose the side of God. And if you're Christian, the New Testament. And if you're not Christian, you're Jewish, the Old Testament. This is a David and Goliath situation. And we are David, but we've got to rise to the occasion with this bottom-up approach of fixing this constitutional republic and restoring liberty. This edition of The Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Attention, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? You may be entitled to compensation. Call Zantac Justice now for a free legal case review. The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug ranitidine may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Consult your physician prior to discontinuing any use of medication. Please call 800-868-3048. 
Attention, this is an important message for anyone diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after being exposed to Roundup or other weed killers. In 2015, the Internal Agency for Research on Cancer warned that overexposure to Roundup and other weed killers may increase the risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. After losing a number of court cases, the maker of Roundup recently announced that a global settlement had been reached and agreed to pay over $10 billion to resolve pending cases. Please call 800-376-1935.